Hi, you're listening to Find Your Joy. If you're looking for ways to thrive rather than survive in a world that can seem rather chaotic, you're in the right place. We will be sharing stories of our own as well as those from guests who have found ways to bring hope, healing, and freedom into places where trauma has impacted them. I'm Allie, author of The Art of Healing Trauma, and I'm here to remind you that life is sweet. Now, let's dive in and find ways to create our joy. Hi, I'm Allie, and this is Find Your Joy, and I am so excited. To, I think this is the 152nd time that this woman has <laughs> graciously and generously come to be not my Not graciously, guest. not graciously. <laughs> oh my gosh, honest, I, I was very gracious <laughs> this time. <laughs> I think she was pretty gracious. I mean, she... <laughs> She did it. That was one thing. But anyways, let me introduce you to the amazing, the incredible, the hilarious Tammy Defoe. Tammy D. Comedy. She's a comedian, a writer. She has over a million followers. She is amazing. And Tammy, I, I think we're probably uh, going into, we're going to be able to collect uh, miles after a while here because <laughs> I've racked up so many points. <laughs> oh, God. Hi. Hi. Thank you. You always give me this like crazy introduction and I'm like, who's she talking about? Is she have somebody <laughs> else on here? Like what? the description is like, no, 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 none of those things. <laughs> oh my gosh. You are, you are so much and more, uh, you know, I, I want to get right to something here because I'm, I'm just, I don't want to forget to ask this and then ask her to come back. (laughs) Okay. I see what you're doing. I know what you're doing. It's a manipulative way to get me to do like a weekly podcast with you. (laughs) You're like, just be my podcast partner. We'll have other people on here sometimes. Uh, which is fine. I can do that with you too. You know, but all you have to do is don't have to keep just saying, you know what? We need to redo it. I forgot to ask the question. Fake news. Fake news. You're, (laughs) you're, you, I get it now. I've just figured it out. I just had a light bulb. You're like, I want to do a podcast with Tammy, but I don't know how to ask her because I know she's busy and she's going through full-fledged menopause and all these things. And so I'm just going to keep telling her, you know what? I, I screwed that video, one up. I or the video just didn't work or the audio was off you know so uh you need to come back and we'll just every week <laughs> did you have to mute yourself because I made you cough <laughs> I did I thought it was I thought that would be polite I thought it would be better <laughs> than if I was coughing really loud in front of everyone and so I'm just gonna tell listeners watchers whatever we end up having here that there have been so many times that we've redone things we've started and stopped that when I go back I think I might have about 30 shows out of this and and, I'm serious it's just and and uh and somewhat graciously Tammy has come back and and somewhat graciously somewhat well I I I I didn't want you to correct me again so I I said (laughs) I think it was pretty gracious but it was so 
So I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to go right into this question because I have this in my mind. I'm like, it seems like, so you're a comedian, you're working this stuff, and then social media gets involved. And really, all of a sudden, probably it feels, I'm going to guess, you have like a million people. A million people who want your time, who want to... fake news can you come back I didn't I just want to swear that's not what happened but that is oh that is brilliant and uh, going forward just so you know I'm full confession here you're like you're like once a week Tammy you're not gonna believe what happened (laughs) but this week what I'm gonna have is this other person's gonna come and join us about how poorly I record yeah we're just gonna don't even think anything of it no no and I'm gonna want you to ask them questions too (laughs) right just for the heck of it just so we can see where the flaw is oh you think I'm way smarter than I am that's awesome (laughs) I'm getting away with it too this is beautiful so I just I'm just wondering like you so there's this beautiful thing you have this gift and you work your butt off and you're super funny and everybody loves you and and uh not everybody well yeah not everybody (laughs) I have haters I actually have haters I do yeah oh it's weird it's really weird it is it's I'm guessing that right because you know I I was um I was driving along the other day and I was thinking about you and I was thinking about in general people who are celebrity status um but even more than that I'm going to say people who became exploded into celebrity through social media mostly and I think that that is likely a different experience it really is like i oddly um i have i i've always had my facebook uh profile completely public even long before i was ever doing you know videos and stuff you know through the, doing the things that i'm doing now that kind of made me known and um i've always been humorous you know like on my page i'm a humorist if you will, you know, not, I, I, I even, I, I go beyond, I feel like it's beyond comedian. It's like, I see the world and express the world in all ways, in all forms of media, if you will, like writing or um, speaking or, you know, videos or whatever all end up like I, even go in front of my church to give testimony. It will end up being hilarious. You know, it's not, It's just a natural part of how I communicate. And so I don't really even consider myself a comedian. I'm more a humorist that just recognized that I was and just do that. But I really didn't consciously say, oh, I'm a humorist and I'm a I'm a comedian. I just I just that's naturally how I communicate. So anyway, even before long before, I mean, years before this, I used to go out, I used to be kind of a party girl before I went full-fledged Jesus freak again. And, and, uh, so I was out one time at this show, like a, like a rock show, like, a you know, like an actual, like, I can't even remember who was playing, but like an actual band, you know, like famous band. And, um, I always post funny things on my Facebook page, have it public. So anybody could see it, even if they're not your, you know, friend or family. And so uh, these two girls, I was 
there was a bar there and I went up the, to the bar and I mean, it was very, I mean, it was a concert, right. <laughs> you know, like yeah. a full fledged concert. And I'm going to this, the bar in this venue and uh, to get a couple beers. I don't drink now, but I used to, you know, have fun. And uh, these two girls are like talking to each other and pointing at me. And then like, they come up to me and they're like, here, and I had used to have my maiden name on there. Defoe is actually my married name. Okay. And I just kept it, you know, and I've been a Defoe longer than I was my maiden name, but my maiden name was Cruz. And that's what I was known as in high school. So I had that used to have that on my profile before I hit, hit the big time. <laughs> and um, it's so weird to say. And so, uh, so people could find me that, you know, went to high school with me or whatever. And they're like, you're Tammy Cruz Defoe. So that I instantly knew where they knew me from because of oh. the, you know, adding in my little maiden name thing. And I'm like, yeah, they're like, we're friends with Charlie. This he was a mutual friend of ours, I guess. And you, we start, we see your funny posts all the time. And it wasn't videos. It was just like me writing stuff. Right. And Facebook used to even like, limit the number of characters and all that they don't now but they used to and i mean i would keep it within that and still just be really hilarious i was doing these conversations with my dog that's in the picture back here uh charlie and i would like personify him and and do these hilarious conversations between us instead of describing the interaction i would do it as though we were speaking to each other and communicating and they became very popular called them conversations with dog and She's like, we love your dog conversation. And like just fangirling over me. And I'm like, what is going on here? It was just bizarre, right? Yeah. And they're like, we're just so excited to meet you. Is it okay if we friend request you? And <laughs> we've been following you. But, and it, this was like years ago. So now that's amplified, you know? And it's real weird because... I became famous on social media all while in my little apartment. I've been stuck here for a year, barely getting out because my car's been in the shop. I'm hoping to get it out soon. And so I've been out of the house very little. So my, I'm in this like apartment bubble. Yes. Insulated. And so it just, it's, and plus I'm social media famous. I'm not necessarily out there famous yet. Like people outside of social media probably wouldn't have a clue who I am. Right. right. So, uh, it all of that's very strange because I don't feel famous. Like I don't feel that way, even though I get a ton of, you know, comments and shares and messages. I get hundreds of messages a day. I answer every single one of them and, you know, just like on and on. And so it's a real weird thing. And the, this is the coolest thing. So it, it is still weird though. I still can't, it's still not totally registering physically inside me that people know who I am. But I go, uh, the place I'm going to perform, we'll talk about it later, but I'm going to perform later this month. I decided I wanted to go see a show there. And so I pick, they have shows every, all the time. And so, and I know the owner of the, of this comedy club. And so uh, I, I just picked a show and one of my followers has become a friend. And she, I said, do you want to go with me to the show? And she's like, yeah. 
And so she picked me up since I don't have wheels and uh, we go and we kind of came in just a tiny bit late. Like we just missed the, the host, her little blurb and it was all women. And uh, so then it launched into the next one. We got there just in time for the first actual, you know, act. And uh, so we just kind of sat, you could sit wherever you want, like a mine there's a sign, you know, like you buy the tickets for the seats, but Mm -hmm. this was like general admission. So I sit down and blah, blah, blah. I don't think anything of it, watch the whole entire show. And then afterwards, three different people recognized me like that. I didn't know. We're like, Oh my God. Like one, it took her a minute. She's like, I'm seeing you out of context somehow. And she's trying to register it. And then of course, Courtney, the one that brought me is like, she's Tammy D comedy. (laughs) (laughs) And then the headliner lady was like, Oh my God, your bus driver joke, you know, was where I found you. And, you know, and so she was a fan, the person that I had just seen perform headline, you know? And so it was just so weird. I was like, whoa. And then people wanted their picture taken with me and stuff. And I was like, what? Like, okay. <laughs> you know, It's just weird. It was weird. Right. And so it was the first time I had been recognized since this happened, you know, outside of my bubble. And so it was, it was very surreal. Like, yeah. whoa, you, you know, it's, I, I can't explain it. It's, yeah. it's a very bizarre thing. And then like we were saying, the haters um, in real life, I might have some haters. I just don't know of them. I'm not aware of them if I do, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty like, this isn't going to sound very humble. I'm a pretty nice person. <laughs> like most people that know me in real life would probably describe me as one of the nicer people they know, you know, because exactly. I'm just generally a nice person. I mean, I have my moments where I am not nice, especially now that I'm menopausal, but it's like in real life, I don't have any enemies, but online I do. Yeah. I have people that lost it with me because they didn't like how I reacted to something they said, or just generally just go put on my video. Like, this is so funny. I just started posting on Instagram, right? And so I'm blowing up there now too. And uh, so, I, cause I started posting regularly and you know, my, mm-hmm. my bus driver joke hit just like it hits everywhere. Everybody loves that joke. They do. And, and so this guy, I always read the comments, right? I try to interact with as many comments as possible per day. I probably spend five or six hours a day just engaging my following. And so <laughs> this this guy, he just says, I have 823 posts on my Instagram because over the years I have posted pictures and, you know, things from my past. And it, so it tells you at the top, you know, 823, po- it tells you how many posts the person has, okay. right? On Instagram. That's how it works. It's different than Facebook. <laughs> this guy comments on one of my videos, 820, 823 posts of complete garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, what? first of all, you went through all 823 <laughs> posts. That's the first thing that I'm struck me. But the other thing that struck me was complete garbage. <laughs> it was like, what? 
I mean, some of them are just, you know, me, a selfie or something, you know, like just every single post, 100% is complete garbage. So I had several ways I could respond. You know, a lot of people say, just block them and delete the comment, blah, blah, blah. Or I roast them or I, or I, I say, you know, what's, who hurt you, you know, kind of (laughs) moment, like something's going on here. So I, I decide to go a whole different di- direction. And I say, I 1000% agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing, nothing. I don't know why people watched any of this. And <laughs> his response was, wow, that was not what I was expecting. And, but it's just like really funny, you know, like people will just, it's, it's, it's a real bizarre, like, in my mind, I, and I, I watch tons of YouTube, you know, I, I will watch videos on my own, you know, like curated for me on my for you pages or what, what the different platforms curate for me. And even if something comes across that I'm like, oh my gosh, this is awful. I hate it. You know, like, or whatever, which does happen on occasion, nothing would occur to me to like down that person no to put a comment on that person even though she wouldn't he wouldn't see it you know to say how disgruntled I am with their content and how it makes me feel um and so just because it's like first of all it would just be completely lost on the person they're making jillions of dollars off of this you know because they've blown up because of it so they're never going to go like, oh, Tammy doesn't like this. Yes. I'm going to, I'm going to do a little context, content shift here. Yeah. And so like that, and even though thousands and thousands and thousands of women have commented those things there, this person's not going to change. And, but again, even if, even if it would, I would, I can never imagine myself saying anything ugly to the person. Right. Right. Because in my in my mind, you know, even if I think it's a sham or it's a it's an insult or whatever, chances are every one of us every day, especially the fact that we intake so much content, yes. each of us, chances are every day something offensive is going to come in front of your eyeballs and you just have to move past it and just go like, hey. I don't agree with that person. I don't agree with their viewpoint. I don't agree with how they're handling their life. But in the grand scheme of things, does it really affect me? I mean, other than the fact that it affected me emotionally when I took this and it, it, it affected me negatively, but ultimately, is that going to change what I have to do to pay my bills and what I need to do today and and how I interact with the world um, or because here's my other thing too, is that even if, even if that person, you know, need any person, not just talking about this particular person, but in general need, you know, to get, to be checked. I, I just don't feel like it's my job, you know, like, yeah, I get that. Well, I can't imagine myself, going on somebody else's page and going 823 posts of complete garbage. Like, I don't understand. Like, I won't even say that if it is actual garbage, like, 
It's just, you know what I mean? It's yes. like, and it's subjective too, right? I so, don't get it. I don't yeah, get what, what puts the person into the space mm-hmm. where they're like, I need to say this right. to the person. I want to cause actual harm to their psyche, to their emotions, to their self-esteem. I, I just don't understand. Like, yeah, if you don't I think I'm funny... That. That's fine because my humor is not for everyone, but or being reprimanded for it or like the whole cancel culture thing. Like, I'm sorry that that hurt your feelings or that you felt triggered because I told it this type of joke or whatever. But just get over, it. you know, like I'm listen, I'm triggered about stuff, too, because I have things that actually happened to me in my past. But I'm not going to get mad at the person that triggered me. They don't know. Yeah, I think when I think about how social media is gone, now I get it that some things needed to happen and change. Like I get that, right? Like I get the part where, um, you know, whatever's going on, I think uh, people saying something to someone on social media or somewhere else. But when I think of what we're talking about are more the trolls. The people, what would be called that people who come in and for whatever reason, they don't have much joy in their life. And they, there, there's this, yeah, it's the opposite of finding your joy. It's like, yes, finding your, finding your, uh, what is, what is finding your hatred? (laughs) Yeah. And it's, and it's like literally the antithesis of what your show is about, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, it's an odd time in, on the planet right now that, that it's, uh, for all the great stuff, like what I like, I mean, I wouldn't have known you without social media and right. I love you. I mean, I love you beyond this because now she has spent so many hours with me. I feel like <laughs> I know this woman quite intimately. And so it's like, I've got to know him. That's, that's an awesome thing. And there's, there's a, a smorgasbord out there of things to be happy about and to pour ourselves into but what i love about what you're what you're doing is okay so whatever reason these well my brother i have a brother that would say you know why they do that right because no one's punched them in their mouth yet like no one's (laughs) no one it hasn't been up close and personal yet very very personal right right but no one's accountable in in those in those little realms but what i love about what you're doing is that even in the midst of that and i've seen people like i usually i have to be honest when I see somebody who's going, blah, blah, I know that you'll handle that in your way. It's it, it much better. I will usually just put whatever comment that I was going to. I try not to engage with that because I just feel like you're more capable of that than I am. No, if I-, I want you to, though. Oh, this is, okay. okay. Well, this, this is, is why. And they, I'll tell you why. <laughs> okay. When I used to get hate comments on stuff, it, of course... It takes some getting used to. It really just oh when you're goodness. not when you're not a person that generally elicits that kind of response. I got my first dislike on YouTube and almost cried. <laughs> yeah, it's like it it's takes what? some getting used to. This is not. I tell people all the time: you think you want your name known, you think you want you don't, it, and don't keep yourself anonymous for as long as possible because there's a lot of. First of all, there's a lot of responsibility that comes with it. Right. If you're if you're any kind of person that that cares about the world, if if your name becomes known and it's something that is going to continue, it's not a one time deal like 
you know, people that go viral and become famous because of one moment that was caught on video, you know, like this is something I'm doing as a calling, you know, like this is something I'm going to continue to do. So you, you can't, and I, and I know I'm a sensitive soul, but it's, you have to absolutely turn off a part of yourself Wow, that gets hurt by people being negative and you have to somehow convince this is what I have to do. Most of the comments, like that guy saying 820, it made me laugh. Like, right. That's ridiculous. You know, like that's so stupid. First of all, I know you didn't look at all 823 things I've posted. Secondly, if you did, you're an idiot, you know, <laughs> if, especially if you feel like a hundred percent of it was garbage and you kept looking at it, 823 different things, you're dumb. You know, I still won in this battle of wits, you know, <laughs> like, because you're an idiot, but you probably didn't look at all 823 things I posted because several of the things that I posted were prior to my mom's death and they were directly regarding her. And I find it hard to believe that any human being, unless they're soulless, would find that to be garbage, you know? Right. So I like, right. this. so there was no part of me that ever went, Oh my God, I can't believe he said all my stuff was, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> this guy's an idiot, you know? <laughs> and so like, I, la I laughed about it because it was just so stupid. And then, and a lot of comments are that way. Like, but when they get personal, there's like certain things that people will say that it'll just hurt me. And it's real hard for me to like overcome it. Um, and it's, so I have to like talk myself through it or whatever, you know, and it's, it's like, uh, like people disliking my stuff. That's never going to bother me. Like uh, I get that I'm not for everyone right. or whatever. It's, that's just not going to bug me if people are like, I don't like your content she is not like I had a one like early on one of the first negative comments I got was I don't understand what all the hype is about her because like her jokes are archaic and stupid <laughs> and so I'm like what okay like that didn't even hurt my feelings but it was my first like negative thing and of course my followers went after it. But the reason that I want you to engage isn't because I can't take care of myself. But what these people don't realize is Facebook likes lots of comments and lots of engagement and they oh, push right. any engagement out. So every time a hater puts their hateful comment on and my following goes, <laughs> no, you know, and starts engaging that person. Now, I'm not saying I want people to get hateful, you no. know, or meet hate with hate. Like I, I will, I regulate that, but I have found that even my followers that do comment most of the time, they stay pretty like, then just scroll on blah, blah, blah. Right. And you know, stuff like that. So it's like, I kind of laugh, like for, I'll give you a really good example. Um, before I, kind of figured out a way that I could do this without having to do it. I'm always looking for streams of income. Facebook doesn't pay right now. Facebook's not paying me anything. Well, a little bit for ads on my videos, but not that much. 
And then there was, they were paying me on reels, but I had to like get a lot of views to make barely anything. And right now there's this glitch where it didn't spin me into the next one. And this is the third month in a row. It's done that. So I'm not getting paid at all for my videos. TikTok wow. barely pays anything. I, I made, I last month I made uh, $7 and 10 cents from TikTok. Wow. And um, I haven't monetized on any other platform yet or gotten to the quote level that you have to get to, to monetize. So I'm not monetized anywhere. So I have to monetize myself. So hmm. what I did is I made a link tree and I call it my tip jar and I have I have other things on there too, but like I have all of my payment platforms. And so on Fridays I would go, it's tip jar Friday. Yes. And I'd be like, if any of you wants to just, you know, it has a few bucks. If you want to throw them on my tip jar, blah, blah, blah. Never even occurred to me that it's on my own page. Yes. Which means it's just going out to my following and my friends and family. So it's people that are attached to me. And so, and then, and Facebook never pushes out anything with links like that. They're like, eh, we're not going to push it out, whatever. They, they just don't, unless it gets a lot of engagement. So ironically, almost every time week I would do this, I'd get at least one hater. And at first I would just, I would delete the hatred, you know, block the person until I left one uh, or I put out the post. And then I, I think I went to bed because I like sometimes stay up all night. So I went to sleep. And I woke up and I had all these tips and I was like, whoa, I wonder why this week was like particularly good. And I go and look and some woman had said, get a real job and blah, blah, blah. Oh. And they didn't like it, you know, and like there was something like a hundred and something comments on her, just her comment, you know, and I she engaged. commented on somebody like that one. Yeah. And so I was getting tips like just to piss off Jessica and, you know, like, like, but also it was ironically her negative comment pushed me out more, which got me more tips, you know, and I was able to pay some bills that weekend because of her hatred. So then every week when I would post it, I'd be like, please, God, let somebody hate this. (laughs) I was and I even stopped t- putting anything on like haters will be roasted or whatever because I was like I don't want to discourage them from hating this. You That's know? right. Just you tell know, me bring how it you on, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. exactly. And I get so I get so disappointed. Like nobody hated it this week. Everybody <laughs> loved it, and so only like ninety people saw it. You know, like, but, oh, this was is- fine. Interesting how how the algorithms work and stuff. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. Like right now, um, I'm trying to promote my shows. I told, you know, the the owner of Upstage, I was like, I'll sell out probably the first weekend, you know, that we put it out here uh, both nights because I'm doing two nights. And it's not that I haven't had good sales, but it's only 100 seats. I should have been sold out, even though a lot of my followers aren't in San Antonio where I am and where the show is um, a good, it it gives me stats and I can see where my followers are. And I have several thousand followers in San Antonio alone, several thousand, like thousands, you know, and, and then 
in the outlying areas like Houston and Austin and that aren't that far of a drive. One of my fans, she's bringing friends and driving 10 hours to come see me because she wants to see me in person and she's 10 hours away. She's going to drive down here 10 hours and stay at a hotel just to see little me in person. So I know that if Facebook would push it out there, I should have already been sold out both nights and, and it's just not happening that way. But God just has, uh, he's using this because one of the things he's still working on in me is just not worrying about the steps or the numbers. Mm, Yeah. He's told me from the beginning, even if one person shows up, I want you to perform your guts out Yes, for that one person, because they need what you have to say they need what you're giving them and I'm going to put the eyes on you and the ears in your vicinity of your voice that need to hear what you have to say need the love that you're giving need the laughter that's happening need the healing need the connection whatever it is you know like a, a, <laughs> a good example he gave me uh he gave me a good example there's one of my followers that's here in san antonio and she put i would come but i don't have anybody to go with and i'm not about that being a lone life and i said well first of all you'll know me so there's that yeah and secondly uh I want my fans to be a community. I don't want them to just be to themselves. I want them to be friends with each other. And they their commonality is their love for my work and that they come together and they become friends or whatever, or enemies. I don't know, you know, like, a, you know, how, you know, how relationships work. I yeah. mean, some of them don't work out, but I want that. And so somebody else commented on her comment, I'll sit with me, sit with us, work on me, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So this person's not going to be alone. And I also encouraged her to buy a seat right up front, which I, uh, the venue, um, I know the owner and he's, he, he's been open for a little over a year and I knew that. And I didn't ask him to come perform because God kept telling me it wasn't time. It wasn't time. It wasn't time. You'll know the time you'll know when it's time. So Bobby wrote me, I hadn't talked to him in a long time and, uh, I have performed with him before a long time ago. And he wrote me and said, are you ready to get back on stage? And I said, yes. Like immediately I knew this was it. And he's a godly dude too. Even though there's people that come and perform at the club that obviously are, you know, not, he is. And him and the other owner, Calvin, uh, I, who I've just recently gotten to know, um, they, they are just are really excited. So I tell him, okay, first of all, you know, uh, he's like, do you need other comedians? I said, well, I was just kind of hoping you would open for me, you know, host it, uh, open for me. And then that's it. I just, and he goes, well, do you have enough material? I said, here's the thing. I'm 100% off the cuff yes. comedian. So I don't pre-write or pre-practice any of my sets. Um, I will write write down the stories that I think I want to touch on. Mm. But nine times out of 10, I'll start telling that story. Somebody will say something or something will happen or my stream of consciousness will remind me of something else. And if anybody's ever watched me live, they know what I'm talking about. Like 
I'll be talking about something and it'll remind me of a funny story. I'll tell the funny story in the way that I do on stage, you know, like it's not a performance for me. It's literally, I'm just standing up there. I just happen to be standing on a stage with a microphone telling my friends a hilarious story, recounting a hilarious story. That's, Mm. that's how my comedy works. And I let that story like the bare bones of the story is there obviously because it's a story that actually happened, you know, but the, how I fill that story in and flesh it out and the details that will come to me, you know, during that storytelling will be like, I could tell you the same story four times and it'll be different every time, you know? So, Um, okay. That's how it works. It, it, or just like, (laughs) obviously comedians embellish to make things funnier a lot of stuff that happens to me I don't have to embellish it's just the way I tell it comes out really funny anyway but those flourishes or embellishments or whatever might get added along the way because like I'll have that embellish embellishment and then it becomes a part of that story the next time I tell her you know so you see what I'm saying like oh that that little flourish flourish. that's it the flourish oh I like that yeah that and that people really gravitated towards or it, it stuck with them or they repeat it back to me or, you know, something. And I'll be like, well, that's staying in, you know, the next time I tell it. And that's not a conscious thing. It's just a subconscious thing. And so, and also what's really cool. And this is, I found this out through how much I go live. I haven't as much lately, but I generally go live, you know, a few times a week and only because of some, you know, reasons I have, uh, that I haven't been able to as much lately, but, uh, I would have fans that would go tell the story about, you know, like, and they've already heard it. This person will have already heard it like four times because I've told it in other lives or uh, live on another platform. And I'll be like, no, no, I just like it to kind of organically happen. Like, that story organically came to mind, you know, like, I don't want to just be forced into it. I don't know why, but when people try to force me into a story or something, for some reason, it's just like, I, it feels, I'm such an organic uh, person when it comes to how I develop my jokes, even the videos you see, generally you guys are getting the first take And the reason I'm laughing is because I know basically what the joke I'm going to tell. So I do pre write that to some degree, but I'll just write, uh, lost my job at the florist, you know, and I'll be like, because, and then I will like, one said this one said the other, but all these little add-ins that you see in there will be what happened while after I hit record. So you guys are, I would say 98% of the time you're getting my first take. That's when you see a video because it's the most organic. And when you're seeing me laugh, it's either because I know what's coming because I are, I thought of it before the video and it's, it makes me laugh every time I think it out loud. But often it's because it's also the first time I'm hearing <laughs> exactly right coming out during that moment. Yes. So that laughing is, and I think that people gravitate towards my laughing at oh, myself yeah. 
because I, I, it's, I love because that. You can tell it's genuine. You can tell I'm not, yes. I'm not doing that as part of the gag. It's no. naturally, you can tell that I'm getting tickled. And I think, you know, I'm trying of, to hold back being tickled, you know, or whatever. Yes, when so. you're, you when, I love when you start to do something and you're like, and you can see you're trying to hold in the laughter, you do this thing. And then you get, and you know what, it, I think one of the things, and I love that you said how you want to build this community. Um, I'm all about community. I love that so much, right? But I think that is part of the attraction because when you tell jokes, it feels very much like you're sitting around a table, a kitchen table with people, and one of your friends is telling a story. And you know what it's like when you, we all know what it's like to be sitting around a table and we're telling a story and it's hilarious. We're laughing as we tell the story and then that becomes contagious. So, so now we have the stories funny, the delivery's funny and that the person's telling it is laughing. It makes it feel like we're part of it then. And I think that that is one of the things that you've really hit on that you feel like you're called to that. And I think that it is, it's coming through very naturally that, we're all sitting around Tammy's kitchen table and she's just telling a story and that's what's, that's how it's going. And I love, I love that. And I love that you invited that person and that you let her know. She bought the ticket. She, she's coming. Thanks so much for joining me today. If you found a piece of your joy in this episode, I would love to hear about what came up for you so that we can continue to grow the impact of this show. Thanks again. See you soon. And remember, find your joy. Bye.